So God looks at you and say, well, there's something really deep in your life that is different from other people. And he says, I can trust you. Don't wonder about it. Don't start getting worried. Don't get confused as though something, all right, it is my glory. That's what Peter was saying. That is going to be made manifest here. But carry this thing with grace. Sing. Worship me here. All right? Don't say that, well, because we are walking with God, we will never be thrown into the flames. Say that because we are walking with God, we won't bow to bow. And if you throw us into the flames, we know that wherever you throw us into, God will be there. Even if you throw us into the belly of the whale, we will sing to him and he will, the whale will become our means of transportation. Are you following what I'm saying here? Yeah? The situation will carry us to our next port of assignment because we will not behold vain vanities, but will sacrifice with a voice of thanksgiving unto God and pay the vows of our praise unto him in the belly of the whale. And God will hear our praise and will be the first human being ever who sang in the belly of a whale. Who can get into the belly of a whale and sing? People who, if you ever get in the belly of the whale, people will be complaining there. Talking about the people that threw you off the boat. Do you get what I'm saying here? I mean, the, the people, it's just like they said they sacked you. You are not singing your way to the next level. You are talking about who lied on you that got you sacked. Do you get what I'm saying here? No sacrifice of thanksgiving. Fact, let me just not say what I want to say. It's too deep. All right? No sacrifice of thanksgiving for being in there in position for God to do something powerful in your life, what you are talking about is what everybody did all right on the outside. So God says, pressing into the place of worship. All right? Get into this place. Complainers offer prayers, but their prayers are held until they learn how to sing the songs of this sacrifice. The prayers and unsure in the Bible will be hanging until I hear them sing the songs of deliverance in the ninth season of their lives. Until I hear them say how faithful I am in sending Jesus to die and singing, all right, to that particular thing. What do I remember this? Revelation chapter 5. Quickly, I have three more scriptures. Oh. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 1. All right? I want to show you here you can't be weeping. When you are weeping, you are discouraged. It means you don't have faith that the debt has been paid in full. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written, within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And verse 2, it says, And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, saying, Who is worthy to open this book and to lose the seals thereof? And then he went on verse 3, And no man in heaven nor in the earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look there. Verse 4, and he says, And I wept much. Because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to lose, look thereon. And then verse 5, it says, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Which means he was weeping because he felt there was nothing. It says, Weep not. Behold. Behold means open your eyes. See it. The lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open it. So you are faced with a situation and you are weeping about it and the voice comes to you and says, Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed to cause that particular thing to happen 
and to loose the seven seals thereof. And what are these seals? Verse 6, it tells us, And behold, lo, in the midst of the throne and of four beasts, in the midst of elders stood a lamb, as it had been slain. That was the bond offering. That was the person who had prevailed. Having seven horns, seven eyes. Horns there, and what you use for battle, the voice there, same things, and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth, which means when these seals are open, you see things differently. When you look at things, you don't look at things the way ordinary people look at things. You start seeing things where other people can't see things, opportunities. When they say there's a casting down, you see a lifting up. And then it goes on in verse 7. It says, and they came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. Verse 8. And the scripture says, and when they are taking the book, the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one harps, golden vials, full of odors, which were the prayers of the saints. So the saints had been praying about the open book. The book was still closed, but the prayers were there. Nothing happened until verse 9. The Bible says, and they sung a new song. Remember what David said. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He said he has put a new song. That's the new song there. David was singing. He said, burnt offerings and offerings for sin you don't want, but a body you have prepared. He was talking about the lamb that was slain, which means David thousands of years before was singing about Jesus singing about, all right, the lamb that was slain. That's why the book of Psalms is filled with prophecies about Jesus. Everything, sit at my right hand. Because David saw that day before it came and was singing about it. And he began to sing, all right, that was slain there and has redeemed us unto God. So he sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals, for thou was slain. So let me give you an example. I'll show you from the Bible. You therefore have a situation that is a massive challenge. Let me even say, you are working in a place that give you a target of one billion in 2020 to raise. And you look and say, where in this world am I going to find one billion? And God wants to use you there to make manifest the savour of the knowledge of him, the fragrance. That is, he wants you to say, you say, where am I going to find it? Just like Peter said, we toiled all night, caught nothing. Where are we going to find the fish? It's not there. And God wants to whisper into your ears knowledge so that you can effect that and it happens. But he says to get there, put your faith in the sacrifice of Jesus that it's enough, all right, to deal with this situation. They needed the book opened, so what did they sing? They sang a song and said, thou art worthy to take the book. So you sing a song to that particular situation and you sing, Jesus, you are worthy to open this thing to cause this thing to happen. Why? Because you were slain and you have redeemed us unto God by the blood out of every kindred and out of every tongue and people and nation. You say, where did you get that from? How can we be? You construct that song and sing it, all right, to God there. You say, tell us what are you saying? Look at Numbers chapter 21 and verse 16. Numbers chapter 21 verse 16. It says, from thence they went to bear that is, that, that is the well whereof the Lord had spoken to Moses or spoke to Moses saying, gather the people and I will give them water. So God told Moses, gather the people and I will give them water. See how he gave them water. Verse 17, and Israel sang this song, spring up, O well, sing ye unto it. So the land was dry 
And they began to sing, spring up all well, and started singing to it. What's the next thing that happened? The Bible says, and the princes dig the well. So they still had to dig it. But as they sang, what happened was, the nobles of the people digged it by the direction of the lawgiver. In other words, Jesus, who is the lawgiver, started giving them direction as they were singing to that particular thing. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Spring up, oh well. Jesus has been sacrificed. The well comes out here. And they constructed a song, and the lawgiver said, take your staffs. This is what you do. So you sing to the waters. Great fish has come out of you. Great fish has come out of you. And then the lawgiver, all right, gives direction with their staffs, and they began to dig according to the instruction that he gave. That's the knowledge. And water started coming out, and everybody stood back and said, where in this world did you get water? It started with that song there. Look at Isaiah chapter 27. Isaiah 27 and verse 1. It says, all right? Okay, verse 2. That's verse 2. And in that day, sing ye unto her a vineyard of red wine. And verse 3, I, the Lord, will keep it. I will water it. But what do you do? He said, look at your vineyard and sing to it a vineyard of red wine. And the Lord said, once I hear that song coming to it, I will keep it. I will water it every moment, lest any hurt it. I will keep it night and day. Whatever you are singing to, based on the sacrifice of Jesus, God says, I will keep that particular thing. So if you are worshiping, sing songs to your children. Sing songs about the blood over them. Sing those songs. Construct those songs and begin to sing. Nobody, there's no song in this world that has your children's name. Form the song with your children's name. Do you understand what I'm saying here? And begin to sing. Sing to your business. Sing there. It says, spring up all well. And as they began to sing these songs, that's what David was talking about. Prophetic worship, which means songs that came by inspiration. Songs that came in the spur of the moment as they met with situations and then they began to sing scriptures they understood that God had revealed to them and they sang it, all right, and they got, all right, the results that they were supposed to get. So victory in spiritual warfare is always found in the song. When we place, the day we begin to place as much emphasis on praise, as we place on prayer, then we will begin to see major things happen in our life. People place so much emphasis, all right, which means now it's okay, you place emphasis on prayer, but you also place the same. Don't diminish your emphasis on prayer, but increase your emphasis on praise, which means don't just take pray, praise as something you do to get ready to pray, all right? Praise, all right, is what steers God up. Praise is where you release. Praise is the believer's voice of victory. Faith, it's our faith that overcomes this world. And faith is the believer's voice of victory, expressed in praise and thanksgiving. The man that paid the 30 million debt, what will you do to that person? If you know he has actually transferred the money, you will thank him. You will say thank you all right, for doing this. If he helped you, you could even go with your spouse and give him a little gift of appreciation. Of course, it's not as much as 30 million. If you had 30 million, I paid it. So it's a little gift. It could even be a 10,000 naira gift, but it's just to show appreciation. So Jesus says, listen, you can't pay what I paid, 
but you can show appreciation for what I paid. Are you following what I'm saying here? You can't pay what I paid. Your own blood, even if you die, can't even save you. So it's not a question of saying you die. You just died for fun. It's, it's, it, your blood can't save you, all right? It's my own blood that could, all right, save that. And you go there and say thank you, all right, that you have delivered. And you start singing there. So instead of being there and going, what's going on? You sing to that thing. You say, well, my spouse, all right, is behaving like, you know, like I don't even know whether the devil has come or the devil has gone. Sing what God has revealed to you about your family. Sing to that family as he says, spring up all well. Sing to it and rejoice and enjoy there the victory of Jesus over your family and sing to it, okay? Because victory in warfare is always found in the song. I'll close with this. Psalm 110, that scripture. Remember it says, sit until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord said unto my Lord, sit down at my right hand. David was the one that saw it first. Until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Now how was he going to do it? All right? What was he going to do? Verse 2, it says, the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Zion means church in the Old Testament. So he's saying out of the church, he will send forth his rod of strength, which is what we are saying, through you. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Verse 3, it says, the people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauty of holiness from the womb of the morning. Thou hast the dew of thy youth. Verse 4, it says, the Lord has sworn and will not repent, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 5, it says, the Lord at thy right hand shall strike through kings. Who are the kings? He has redeemed us and made us kings and priests. He will strike through us in the day of his wrath. So Psalm 110, if you look at verse 2, verse 2 here, it says, it says in verse 2, the Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. So when he said, I'm seated until my enemies be made my footstool, it means until that rod of strength comes out, that establishes dominion. So what's this rod of strength? Okay? And all my Christian life, I always just thought it's just confessing and declaring. So God said, no, you ain't just confessing and declaring it. All right? Singing that revelation is where it is. I said, I will show you. Psalm 8 and verse 2. It says in Psalm 8, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies. So that's the rod of strength that thou mightest do what? Steal the enemy and stop the avenger. I have read enough Psalms to know that anybody, no matter the trouble they are in, can get out. Listen, they can get out. No matter the trouble. The only thing is that they have to acknowledge their sin before God and repent before God. God starts the motion. To, if you don't go to him and repent, which is what has, I'm saying has left even in this righteousness message we preach, this a new message we preach here. People don't repent again. The prayer there was forgive. Uh, someone says, listen, no, that's sin consciousness. I'm not, why am I forgetting? Listen, if you attempt to do anything and you fell short, the first meaning of, of sin is missing the mark, which means you toiled all night and caught nothing. Instead of blaming the water and blaming the environment, because Jesus just showed you there's enough fish there to sink all of your boats. So you come out and say, well, uh, there's, no, there's no fish in the water, that's why we failed. No, it's because you are missing the mark. It's because you are missing the mark, which means that you are not seen as God is seen. 
you, you don't, the, those, the seal hasn't been opened up. Don't blame the environment. You say, well, it's because it's the environment. Don't blame the environment. You don't know as you ought to know. So go to God in prayer and say, look, I acknowledge. I'm not seeing as I should see. I acknowledge my infirmity before you. All right? Open my eyes. Have mercy upon me. Forgive me where I've missed it. And teach me and equip me. Oh, so what are you talking about? Listen, my dear friend, I don't know whatever you are saying. You don't know what God knows. Now, let me just tell you, you don't have, how you, you, should know, you should humble yourself before God. And instead of getting in place of prayer and beating your chest like the Pharisee, you go there and say, have mercy upon me where I've missed the mark. All right? And show me. The Bible says you will come out of the time of prayer exalted. That's why he says he wants sacrifice of joy. The second thing he wants, a broken spirit and a contrite heart. This is a person who quickly, that's why David quickly re-acknowledged what he's been had in his heart. Quickly, he will go to God. Quickly, he knew that God was a God of mercy. Now I ask you, if you say you know what God knows, because people do what they think they should do and say, we've done everything we should do. We have, I've been the best that can be. I can't do more than this. And you're even crying. It doesn't mean you've done the right thing. All right? It doesn't mean you've done the right thing. Okay, how many strands are in your hair? How many strands? Since you know everything. Tell me how many strands. Okay, you said that one is tough. Okay, let's just be very simple about it. All right? If you were born in, even in 1995, on March 2nd, 1995, what did you eat in the afternoon that you ate, that you enjoyed? Can you tell us what you ate? You can't remember. Okay. How many liters of water did you drink last month? Not even this one. No. Now you come and say September, a month to remember. Okay, August. How many, lit how many liters of water did you drink? Okay, since you have been born, how many pairs of shoes have you had in total? You can see you don't know anything about yourself. How many shirts have you worn as a man since you were a child? You don't know. Ask God, he knows. So God knows more than you. The fact, you see how much you don't know? No, do you see, I don't want to use any bad word. Do you see how much you do not know about your own self that you are claiming? Now, listen. All right, I said this first service. If you go to Germany now, now, see this whole, okay, your car breaks down. Your cow, you call a mechanic. He says, okay, I think the problem is, he says, eh, how much will it cost? You surrender to the mechanic. He starts taking money from you, guiding you. Because he says, I'm a mechanic, I know more than you. You are listening to him. Now, if you go to the manufacturer of the car, let's say you're driving a BMW, you get to BMW office, the CEO comes out, ah, you'll be taken aback. Good, good afternoon, sir. So what do you want to do with the car? Let me just take you around. Let me show you a facility where we have this engine. You won't doubt one word. Uh, this will do this. It can rev. You say, yes, yes. In fact, you will come back and say, well, no matter what they ask you to say, you will go back to Germany. Well, I was in Germany with the CEO of BMW. You, you will go back there. Okay? To tell us. Now, God that created the earth, say, follow me. You say, no. He said, I want to tell you what is wrong. You say, no, no, no. I have done what I'm supposed to Why don't you go to me, the BMW, and say, I've started the car the way I think the car should start. But the car didn't start. You don't say that. You say, okay, show me. Then you behave like a child and put your hand This is different. Now, God that created the earth says, let me take you. You say, I've tried. So you tried what you know to do. And you don't understand that he knows more than you. So that was their disposition in prayer. Which means you are going to somebody that knows phantoms of what you can never conceive. And that if there is anything wrong, 
on the earth. It means that you don't have the knowledge. Once the knowledge comes, perfection comes with the knowledge. Somebody takes off in Singapore and tells you at 317, I will land on a runway, Mutala Mohammed Airport, 317. One time I was flying from America, they said that at, at 34 minutes, 2.34, we will land in Lagos. At 2.33, I saw Mutala Mohammed Airport. Why can they do it with perfection? Because they have the exact knowledge. Are you following what I'm saying? And so, you also, God says, I can give you the exact knowledge of that thing when you open up, all right, to me. All right? So, you're sitting there and God says, I'll give you the exact knowledge concerning that particular thing there. So it tells us out of the mouth he has ordained strength. Now, so what's that strength? I'll ordain strength because of thy enemies. What's the strength? Jesus talked about this in Matthew 21, 16. And he said unto them, Hearest thou what thou sayest? Jesus said unto them, Have you never read? Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast done what? Perfected praise. So that strength that used to rule over the enemies is perfected praise. That is, people that praise and have perfected that art of praising and worshiping God. And then we close with Isaiah chapter 30 here. And it says in Isaiah chapter 30, 31 and 32, it says, For through the voice of the Lord shall the Assyrian be beaten down, which smote with a rod. 32, it says, verse 32, And in every place where the grounded staff shall pass, which the Lord shall lay upon him, it shall be with tablets and harps. In battles of shaking, he will fight with it. Now, what does this? Let's go to the Passion Translation first. The Passion Translation makes it clear how victory in warfare is through praise. And when his rod strikes the Assyrians, they will be terror stricken by the mighty voice of Lord Yahweh. Verse 32. Every stroke of Yahweh's punishing rod will be to the sound of cymbals and strumming harps. God himself fights them in battle with dancing. That's every time you sing, God sends one blow. You sing victory, hits at it. You sing, he hits at it. God goes into battle with dancing. Look at, all right, um, 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 the message translation. Same thing, Isaiah 30, 31 and 33. Show you praise. And verse 31. Yes, at God's thunder, Assyria will cower under the clubbing. That's to use a club. Every blow God lands on them with his club is in a time to the music of drums and pipes. God, in all out two fisted battle, fighting against them. That is, God using two fists, not one. Now, pa, 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 pa. Can you imagine? God hitting the opposition. And he says, so as you start singing about that sacrifice of Jesus, God goes into that battle. That's where warfare is, all right? Now, most of the time, what people do is, they are there, all right, praying and praying, but they don't have faith in what gives the victory, all right? Listen, prayer is, is the gun. Faith is the trigger. All right? So when you pull the trigger, the bullet, which is God's word, comes out and gives you victory. Faith is released. You pull it in praise. In other words, in the atmosphere of prayer, 
when you start praising God, then the word starts coming out and starts getting all right the results. So you can see the prayer of the saints was there, but they sang a new song unto God and they rejoiced over it and sang to that particular day and worshiped God all right over that day and God for victory. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word and the power of your spirit. I ask that this truth established in this house that the revelation of the tabernacle of David comes within our consciousness, gets established there, and we practice it daily in our lives, that the full benefit of your work might be seen in every situation of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.